Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> tragedy going around at least it's not 2016 level that's true holy shit that was a fucking terrible year uh, yeah that year was uh and i don't wow <laughs> i don't think 2016 killed people i just think trump got elected and everybody's like you know what never mind i quit this place <laughs> 2016 was a rough fucking year anton yelchin died bowie died i had to sit down for the anton yelton one rachel's like oh hey this guy I couldn't, died and i couldn't like, fucking believe it because it was so fucking uh, ra- like with bowie you know like he was old and he was he old cancer. as hell and he'd been battling cancer and shit it's not like it came as a surprise with trump the country's been in turmoil the racists have been going bug nuts ever since obama got elected you know so like it didn't come as that much of a surprise but anton yelcher was just fucking out of nowhere 26 years old gets crushed by his fucking suv that was a heartbreaker man right after green room came out well let's get started and see what happens all right let's do it this is sharks across hollywood and it's halloween and we're gonna start our halloween month with a movie called it stains the sands red now it's a zombie movie and i've decided recently that I don't care much about zombie movies anymore. But this one kind of goes in like a different direction than every other zombie movie. I thought it was going to be kind of like Fido at first. You know when zombie movies really jumped the shark for me? I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. I can't remember. But there was a video game a few years ago. Uh, this was during the whole rhythm game craze started by Rock Band and Guitar Hero. As soon as I saw this, I was like, okay, well, fuck. Zombies are over now. Zombies are officially over. Just because of this game? Because of this game, it was called Rock of the Dead. You played guitar and killed zombies with the power of your rocking, I guess. That's Yeah. I was just so utterly flabbergasted at the existence of this game. (laughs) What the fuck? I guess the idea was something like House of the Dead meets Rock Band. And my understanding is they got Neil Patrick Harris to do the voice of like the protagonist or the villain. I don't know whether he was the protagonist or the villain, but Neil Patrick Harris did a voice in the game, I guess. Well, I love fucking House of the Dead. (gasps) Zombie video games I can get behind, except for Last of Us is actually kind of scary. Yeah, because they were doing something really different with it. They found a whole new angle to come at zombies with. Similar to 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later, it came at it from a really different angle. But yeah, zombie movies in general, a zombie anything in general, be it fiction, well, fiction, excuse it, me, it, be it fiction. literature, <laughs> film, video games. I don't really care what it is. It's a little tired at this point. Tired. Yeah. That is the perfect word for it. Yes. Doesn't mean it can't it be good tired. still. No. Just means that they can chill out a little bit. Actually, that uh, this movie was the first time I've been genuinely excited about a zombie movie in a long time was when I saw the trailer for this movie. And I didn't watch a trailer. All I knew about it was what you told me that the guy from Letter Kenny was in it. <laughs> in a tiny, tiny, tiny role. Because Dylan Playfair. Yeah, this movie stars one person, technically. Yeah, basically. Two people, I guess, if you count the zombie. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Smalls. He does have a major role. But, I mean, as a performance piece, he's just kind of one note. The gal who plays Molly, she's definitely the star of this picture. Yes, and I... And I she's great. I didn't like her at first, actually. I didn't like the character at all, but her performance is fucking unbelievable, especially for a zombie movie. 
which usually do not get fantastic performances. No, like every once in a while. Like World War Z, you had Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt's I, I just a good wa- actor. I didn't even watch that. You know what an action movie with zombies looks like? Generally, like shit. It's not an awful movie, actually. No, it's, I've, it's I've, heard, I've heard it's decent, but... You can sit down I was, and watch it. I was a big any. fan of the books. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different experience. It's, no, they yeah. clearly, just from the trailer, they very clearly threw the books out the window entirely, which is fine, I don't, you know, but I actually liked the direction the books took, and I think you could make a compelling zombie movie out of that. Although, I don't know, in a post-Walking Dead world, maybe it's unnecessary. Yeah. I think The Walking Dead hit on all the major points that were made in the books, so you don't really need those stories anymore. Side Um, note, this is the 12th anniversary, or excuse me, day before yesterday was the 12th anniversary of the day I became the Reverend Samuel Mance. Oh, well, fun. I got an email from the, whatever they are, the United Church of whoever the fuck hands out those things on the internet. Okay, so you're legit a reverend? Yeah, so for you, real. I can perform weddings. You shouldn't, though, because that's a terrible no, mistake. No, that's exactly what, I got the ordination so that I didn't have to perform weddings. So then people ask and you just be like, this is the worst decision you could ever fucking yeah. make in your entire life. Exactly. What do I look like, a fucking idiot? I'm going to be responsible for that shit. All right, let's start talking about this fucking movie. Maybe we should tell them what it's called first. I did. I did. I did once, but now I feel like I have to remind everybody. I missed it. It Stains the Sands Red. Which is a great fucking title, by the way. And it does not really match this movie, I don't think. I was watching it going like, this is going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be awesome. And then turns out it's really an entire movie of a chick walking a dog, but the dog is a zombie. So, you know, a little bit like Fido in that <laughs> respect. Speaking of which, if any of you haven't seen Fido. I actually one haven't. The, I one know. of the few zombie movies I would say you have to see if you love movies. If you love horror movies, if you love movies in general, Fido is one of the ones you should see. I don't know why it's taken me so many years to see that movie. I still haven't watched it. I can loan it to you. I think it's on Tubi. Is it? I think. Well, whatever it's on, you should watch it. It's a really good movie. I've seen, I saw trailers for it years ago because uh, it's an Anchor Bay movie, I think. Yeah, pretty sure. And I used to buy a lot of Anchor Bay Blu-rays or DVDs and they'd always just have the same fucking 12 goddamn trailers on there for the same <laughs> movies. Anyways, so the first thing we open with is a woman who I'm like, is she a hooker or what? And yes, you find out that she's probably a hooker, but she's in a car with a dude. Oh, no, wait. The first thing we see is a, is a first big thing shot we see of is Vegas. That crane shot of yeah. Vegas. Yeah, that's right. I lied to everybody. Which the is first so, thing we see is Vegas. Which is nice because it makes it feel bigger than it is. Which it's sort of a tease for me. No, it's a full on tease. Like like I said, it stains the sands red. I'm, I'm ready for fucking zombie battles in the desert. Nope. Did you watch the trailer? No. Oh. No, I went into this cold. Completely oh. cold. Yeah. In that case, yeah, I can see the name really throwing you in the wrong direction. But if you watch the trailer, the trailer sort of sets up this thing like it never sleeps. It never stops. It never oh, gives oh up, I get know? it. And then <laughs> okay. it stains the sands red, you know. So, yeah, the premise of the movie for the listening audience is this woman gets stranded in the desert during a zombie apocalypse. And this zombie comes along, kills her boyfriend who she's traveling with, which honestly, not a huge loss. No, he's a dick. Fuck that guy. And then proceeds to trail her across the desert as she's trying to get to an airfield in order to escape to fucking Mexico or something. I don't know. Some... An island Caribbean in Mexico island or something yeah. like that. And uh, that's the story. I mean, this this zombie trails her across the desert and she just has to keep moving and stay out of its reach. It really encapsulates the thing that is genuinely terrifying about zombies, which is the idea that they never give up, that they never stop. They're not fast. They're not <laughs> smart, but they are totally unrelenting. It's an indie drama with zombie in it. It is. And the performance by this gal, what's her name again? It's, I have 
no idea. I think I looked it up here, though. I did look it up. I IMDb'd her while I was watching the movie. I was like, God, she's really good. I need to see what else she's in. Brittany Allen. Brittany Allen, that's it. And fuck, she turns in a performance for the zombie record books. Zombie movies usually don't get performances this good. She really pours her guts into it, and not the way a traditional zombie movie character does. <laughs> Which is a Which is bummer, to literally pour okay. their guts into it. Oh, she was in Dead Before Dawn. I saw that movie once. I don't know what that is. It's another fucking dumb zombie movie that came out she's, in 2012. She's in the current Amazon show, The Boys. The Boys, yep. That superhero thing with Carl Urban. Yeah, I, I Which I very it. much want to watch. You know what I watched? This is a big subject change. I watched the first two seasons of Cobra Kai. I told you that last week, I think. Right? You said you were watching them at yeah, the time. Yeah, I finished them. I was affected by those, and I keep thinking about them. They're really good. So get YouTube Premium and watch fucking Cobra Kai. There's a third season coming sometime within the next year or so. Nice. I thought there were three seasons already and I got really pissed when I finished the second season. I guarantee you the reason that that show exists is because of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, right, because of the Johnny Zabka. Exactly. Uh, all the all the William, William Zabka, Zabka stuff. thing <laughs> with Neil Patrick Harris and they set up this great premise. You know, I had never really thought about it and then... No, you just brought it up and that you're right now because Neil Patrick Harris is like, no, he was, the, he was the good guy. Yeah, but like I had never thought of looking at it from that perspective. Of course, that's the joke is, oh, yeah. Barney sees Johnny as the good guy in the Karate Kid, but then if you think about it, no, I mean, he did use an illegal move. He wasn't technically a black belt, and he potentially ruined this guy's life. You know, Even, now not to say the guy's not a dick and didn't have it coming, but yeah. And then they come out with this series that looks at it, you know, thirty years down the road or whatever. God, yeah, I could actually get excited about that idea. Yeah. It's a good show too, and there's no shows like that on TV. Like there's that and Power Rangers. That's it, as far as like martial arts shows. Oh yeah, yeah. martial arts. Yeah, that's true. And the choreography is actually pretty good. It's exciting to watch. It's TV martial arts. It's movie sure. fighting. Sure. But it's really good. All these kids are doing stuff. The fighting is way more interesting and dynamic in the show than it was in the movies. TV martial arts hasn't really had anything good since, uh, what, Kung Fu? Yeah. Right? I, we had Kung martial Fu law, I think. but There was also Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. to be technical well, about it. <laughs> that's an entire episode right there <laughs> on all the shitty martial arts TV shows. Oh, wait, wait. There was another one. What was it? Adrian Paul or? Or, um, the Renegade? Was that was that martial arts? Oh, yeah, Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo that Lamas, yeah. Lorenzo Lamas. Was that martial arts based? No, he was a biker guy. Oh, okay. I don't, know. I don't know. I remember going to high school in Romania and, man, action stuff just translates really well because, you know, you don't need to translate yeah, it. No. And acting doesn't really matter when you're watching stuff in a foreign language. Consequently, Eastern Europeans <laughs> fucking loved that shit. I never actually watched it. I watched Highlander at the time. I did watch Highlander. And, and that's Adrian it, Paul. That's right. Yeah. Highlander was Adrian Paul and then I watched the movie and was surprised it was actually not bad and the Adrian Paul movie I mean specifically oh the like Endgame yeah, Endgame. Yeah, I have them all. Actually, I found. Of course, you have. I Highlander found the box, box set at Target, at, at Walmart for five dollars. Really? Yes. That's like my Phantasm box set that I got for five dollars. Because you know, you know, our little Patreon thing. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to do a sample episode, and I want to do Highlander too. Nice. Because at least it's still kind of a funny bad movie. Mm-hmm. But we can still, you know, force ourselves to. Now, what the fuck is a sample episode? Just like, hey, this is what you're going to get when you donate to Patreon. We'll release it for real. It'll be like a Patreon episode. So like it'll be a Patreon episode, but that we release to everybody. Yeah. So they know what they're going to get into. Okay, cool. 
if they care. All right, let's get back to the hooker. I feel like there's a joke in there. I'm just not clever enough to come up with it. So the hooker and her boyfriend gets killed by a zombie. The hooker doesn't get killed by a zombie. The boyfriend gets killed. Well, all right. They're driving through the desert, trying to get away from Vegas, trying to get to this airfield so that they can catch a plane to Mexico because apparently Mexican zombies don't exist because all the vampires killed them. Right. And she's drinking and doing all the coke and he's like, chill the fuck out. Save some for the road or whatever. But they're on the road. Yeah. Save some for the air. I don't. This is actually a perfect example of another reason why this is a really great zombie movie because we start out with a character who we do not like. I didn't like her right off the bat. Oh, dude, I don't I think hated anybody them. liked her. I hated them both. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, we are fully on her side. We want to see her survive. And we I did want not want that to happen. Succeed. I'll get to why when later. But By the end, you hadn't come around? No, I did, but no, I didn't by, want to. At the, <laughs> at the beginning, I wanted, yeah, I'd have been fine with seeing her. It's get. like that last 20 minutes of just like, God damn it. I like her, I guess. She's yeah, fine. Because she has a really great transformation and you get to see it unfold this is a character study and zombies are really just kind of the background for Mm -hmm. it i mean there is a direct interaction between her and the zombie who she nicknames smalls uh, which is short for small dick (laughs) but we haven't gotten around to that so they're they're driving down the road she has to puke she gets out pukes gets back in the car and they're stuck because it's a sports car in the nevada desert and it's too goddamn (laughs) powerful and it tries to spin out and And just get stuck in the sand sand up yeah could have told them you don't want to pull that sports car off into the sand, dumbass. But she was going to puke, and he didn't want her to puke in the car. Well, that's understandable, Apparently but that just matters. stop on the blacktop, man. That's a smart choice. It's a horror movie. You can't have smart people Yeah, smart you ha- A horror movie where everybody makes the right decision is over in three minutes. So how long does it take for the zombie to fucking show up? Oh, they just seem like walking down the middle of the road, and they're like, what the fuck is that? Well, they debate a little bit about what to do as far as yeah. getting the car going. Oh, yeah, and again. they call, what's his face, Johnny or whatever. Yeah. Name Jimmy. Jimmy. Because he's the guy who has the plane, I guess. And then next thing you know, there's a zombie coming at him down the road. And this is where one of the best things happened that's ever happened in a zombie movie for me. I don't know about you, but I love the accuracy of this where her boyfriend goes into the car, gets his gun out because he's the kind of piece of shit who drives around with a gun in his car because that's clearly the type of lifestyle he thinks he's living. (laughs) And he goes to shoot the zombie and he can't shoot the side of a barn to save his life. Well, he can't even shoot the gun at first. Like, he left the safety on and <laughs> he looks like a guy who could just pull it out and I I thought he was going to come out all Will Smith bad boy style with the two hand grip doing it the right nope. way nope nope he has it one hand and he's click I can't fucking let he like playing with it <laughs> and then he he ends up he manages to shoot the zombie a couple times yes he does he like does he, he grazes gets it, him. he gets it in the what does he get it in the leg and then he gets it in like the he doesn't the shoulder. get the, he doesn't get shot in the leg until later the closest he gets is he takes off half of his ear he does get him in the chest I think yeah and that's what knocks him down yeah and makes him go oh he's dead haha <laughs> but then you know what he did he forgot the double tap if he'd only followed the rules and he but he forgot the double tap and he also ran out of bullets because he couldn't hit the guy who was right in front of him which the hooker will let him know later on she screams at him. You can't even hit the length. fucking... Ah. No, I love that because, you know, I grew up up in Elk and, uh, you know, it's all farm boy country out there and we all have guns lying around. We know how to shoot them. We know how guns work. We grow up shooting guns. I have a brother who, he moved to LA and he lived in New York for a little while and he's he's like, dude, these people who live in these cities who think they're badasses walking around with guns, they don't even know how to hold this shit properly. <laughs> Like, they're complete idiots. Like, every kid in Elk knows how to deal with a gun properly, and these guys who think they're gangsters are walking around gonna shoot themselves in the foot if they're not careful because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Rednecks are scarier than gangsters. Yes. Like Michael Connolly said in uh, one of those Harry Bosch books, he said, 
Mel Gibson saved so many lives by making thugs think it's cool to hold your gun sideways. Mel Gibson was holding the gun sideways? Mel Gibson or? introduced holding the gun sideways in Lethal Weapon, and it became the big thing that gangsters started doing. Wow, that's dumb. Yep. Fucking Mel Gibson ruins everything. <laughs> Mel Gibson ruined gangland murdering. That son of a bitch. There'd be so much fewer of them if they just learned how to hold the guns properly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, I'm my God. Saying. That's not a popular stance, but, you know. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, it stains the sand red. That's right. <laughs> Zombie's not dead, guys. He forgot the double tap. He no, stands up. not even close. And they, they get his neck. Well, no. They, first, they stick it. The zombie traps them in the car. Oh, yeah. Nightfall. That's right. They're, they're fucking... They, they're in the car. That's right. For, like, all night. And like, oh, he'll, he'll go away soon, won't he? Yeah. And then he does. And then he does. And they're like... We gotta get the phone. We gotta get the phone. Oh, that's right. And he, dro- he, dropped, he dropped his phone. Fuck. He dropped I'm his phone outside the car before he went to details. shoot the zombie. Missing uh, details. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, sorry. And burps. I was brewing that one for a while. <laughs> so you want to go or should I? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, they finally get out of the car. They get the phone. And does it even work at this point? They keep trying to call Jimmy or does he get the phone and then the zombie gets him? I don't even remember at this She point. finds the phone <laughs> and at that moment he's like, quick call jimmy blah 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 and then the zombie steps into the headlights because he's standing in the headlights and all i could think as i'm watching him step into the headlights is you're making a really good target for yourself there buddy because you know if the zombie's hiding out in the shadows suddenly you're this big glowing beacon of quivering flesh just making a sexy sexy sandwich for that zombie yeah and by the time the guy finally gets killed i'm like it took long enough for that douche to bite the dust because we spend like what 10 15 minutes with these two well i don't think it's that long i think it just (laughs) feels like that that long because he's such an annoying douche and she's such an annoying word that I'm not going to put on the podcast. Ho. Because that's what she is. She's a whore. I don't want to try and shame any whores out there for doing what you got to do. But Legalize uh, it. This lady is annoying <laughs> as fuck at the beginning she of the really movie. Is. She just is. She's just really fucking annoying and she did not have my sympathies on her side. I was just like, oh, fucking kill her already. But the zombie starts chowing down on her fella and she immediately knows that it's time to cut and run, which leads me to believe maybe her affections for him were we're not 100% genuine. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. So she packs up all the shit in her bag, including the vodka. You can't forget the vodka. She has a little water, but she needs the vodka. And this, okay, this is survival tip time. Survival tip number two. Number one, learn how to use your fucking gun and learn how to hold it correctly. <laughs> no, survival tip number two. If you're stuck in the middle of the desert and you're going to be trekking for a long period of time, don't fucking drink vodka. That shit dries you out. That's what alcohol does. But bring it with you in case you need to start a fire. Or sterilize a wound. Or sterilize a wound because, you know, you're in the apocalypse. That shit's gonna Spoiler happen. alert. So the zombie ends up just following her because she's walking away. What we figure out, she has, she's on her period and she has a goddamn tampon. And well, we're, like, ju- we're jumping ahead how, a little how bit. How fucking far ahead am I? We're, you're jumping ahead to tomorrow and we're on tonight still. Oh, God damn it. So she's getting all her shit out of the car. The zombie suddenly isn't eating the fella anymore. And she makes the classic rookie mistake of leaving the door open while she's getting her shit together in the car. And who appears at the open door? A zombie. (laughs) No, the zombie. The zombie. The zombie trails her into the car and she escapes out the other side and doesn't even fucking close the door in his face because remember, zombies are dumb. He would have just kept coming at her through the glass and been stopped by the glass, but she didn't close the door in his face. So (laughs) really this one's on her at this point that the zombie follows her into the darkness, but somehow (laughs) she does manage to lose the zombie in the dark and they don't really go into uh, how that happens. She just 
sort of manages to evade him. And then it's not until the next day when she realizes she's on her period. Okay. And she happens to find that one lone tampon in her purse that the zombie rediscovers her. And it's sort of hinted at later in the story that it's because the zombie can smell the blood. Because she's about to do something super gross, but not quite. So much like bears, they're attracted to the menstruation. How long does it take her to fall asleep on the rock and have the zombie just kind of like stare at her? Okay, again, we're jumping ahead, but that's okay. At this point, the zombie just trails her across. It the is essentially just walking for the next yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, the next, well, it's probably more like the next 20, well, I think. Most of the movie's walking. The whole first hour is her walking and talking with the zombie. At that point, yeah. Like, there's a lot of internal drama. I'm having a really hard time, like, keeping the plot straight. Like, well, all, all, the, all this, the little events. Yeah, at this point, there isn't a lot of plot. At this point, the zombie is on her trail, and she's surviving, and she's making her way across the desert, and we're getting to know who she is. We're getting to know her backstory. She has that whole thing where she's like, yeah, you probably did me a favor killing him. I was just using him to get to the plane so I could get the fuck out of here as soon as we got to Mexico. I was going to ditch his ass, you know. We're kind of getting to know her as a person as the zombie follows her. And she makes a really great comment. She's like, you're just like every fucking guy in a club. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A woman tells you no and you just won't stop. Which actually leads me to the beginning of my conspiracy theory, if you will, my fan theory about this movie, which is there's two ways to take this movie. <laughs> there's just as a literal zombie story, you can take it at face value for exactly what it is. And it's a very satisfying movie in that way. It presents a what if scenario and answers that what if really well I think and you can take it that way and it works but then of course there's the subtextual there's the metaphorical layer to this movie and you say okay well what is the deeper story that's going on here if we look at it on a metaphorical level what is the story that's being told here and that's what I think is the more interesting story and you can take this idea or leave it obviously but I tend to take it and I think that what the subtextual story is is that this zombie is representative of whatever traumas in her life led her to where she is. She's a stripper. She's given up her child. She's using this guy to travel to Mexico to get out. She's clearly living in Vegas, you know, as a stripper, which is a pretty dark life. And probably there's prostitution going on on the sides. And it's clearly not what she loves to do. She's doing it to survive, you know, which she was undoubtedly led there by some level of trauma. It's what led her to feel like she couldn't be a mother. It's what led her, despite the fact that she very clearly loves her child. It's what led her into the arms of whatever the douchebag's name is at the beginning of the movie. And so this zombie is representative of that trauma. It's dogging her trail constantly throughout life. No matter how hard she runs away from it, it's constantly on her trail. And I think it's interesting that the first thing that the zombie does is kill that dude, right? Because it's not so much that the trauma killed him as that the trauma exposed him, quote unquote, for what he is. He is ultimately the same man again as whoever did whatever they did to her in the past, right? The zombie or her boyfriend? The boyfriend. Okay. Which is why the next time we see him, as she's coming back down the road later, he's a zombie. Because now he's exposed for what he really is. And it was that trauma that sort of not only led her into that relationship, it also led her to realize what he really was. I was right. kind of hoping she was going to run him down at the end there. I was too. That that would have been nice. But I understand they're working on a budget. They probably didn't have the money to throw a fake body. Let's just in pretend there. she took the high road. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> and then as we move on down through the story, her character development is her coming to peace with this trauma. And eventually she gets to the point where she is sort of at peace with the trauma. She's starting to come out on top of it when the two creeps pick her up and rescue her. 
at the edge of the desert. It's what, in a metaphorical sense, gives her the strength to get away from that situation and to realize what's going on there is her coping with her trauma this whole time and sort of learning to make peace with the demons inside her. I don't know. That's my idea. And that's why after that point, she's able to, uh, and you know, granted, we're <laughs> jumping way the fuck ahead. We're jumping the all over the place. It's awesome. That's why she comes to the point where she's able to live with the zombie and the zombie doesn't attack her because that's sort of her coming to peace with her trauma and her demons and finding a way to live with it, to be at peace with herself in spite of the horror that she's had to experience. So... Yeah, but she's just a stripper, so who cares? <laughs> or you can look at it from that perspective. Again, like I said. That was said, a joke. That was a joke. Strippers are people, too. Yes, they are. But that's the thing. You can take this movie at face value, and it's a fine movie on its own. Or you can look for some deeper meaning. And I think that's what makes for good horror. You can look at the deeper meaning of the subject matter. And if it's really good horror, you'll generally find some uh, some layers to it. And I think this is good horror. Yeah. it's. A, I didn't love it during the watch, but it's one of those where you think about it. And I... I did enjoy the last like half hour. I did love it during the watch, but at the same time, I went into it knowing what I was getting into and you went into it thinking it was going to be something very different. Yes. So I can understand if you were a little bit disappointed because yeah, if I had seen that title and not seen the trailer to go <laughs> along with it. Oh yeah. This movie does not deliver on the bloodbath. It promises. No, no. God damn it. But let's get to the rock. We need to talk about the rock because it's the next note on my thing and it's bugging me. Okay. Because that's where we also get the line that they stole from. Okay, movie. so at one point, the zombie comes upon her in the night. She's built a little fire. She's managed to evade it up to this point, but suddenly it comes along and boom, there it is. It's right on top of her and she runs and she climbs on top of a very large rock outcropping where she's able to make it through the night and sleep without the zombie ripping her guts out. And she wakes up. What? And he's still there. He's still there, of course. Is he Is he like, is he like? walking into it or is he just staring at her? I can't remember. He's kind of like reaching up, clawing oh, yeah. at her and like trying to push himself up, but he doesn't know how. Then we get to a point where she's like, go away, go away, freak. And then she grabs a stick. She throws it like he's a dog. Get the stick. And then she throws another stick and she says, get the stick, stupid. Is that a line from Jurassic Park? Dennis Nedry throws the stick to that fucking dinosaur before it. Oh, fuck, dude. I haven't watched Jurassic, the first one, in so long. Yeah, no, you're right. And it didn't work there either. No, of course it didn't. But at this point, I totally wish that she got venom squirted in her face like like she did. (laughs) Because you still aren't on her side yet at this point. No. But instead, you know what she does do? We're jumping over the tampon bit, I guess. But she pulls the tampon out of her vag and she dangles it in front of him. And the zombie's like, yeah, I want that. And she Mm -hmm. throws the tampon. And he goes for it. And then he just chows down on that tampon. Until he realizes it's not actually flesh. And then he like, it just falls out of his mouth. It's pretty gross. Yeah, he's just like, oh. This is kind of bullshit and spits it out and then turns around and looks back at her <laughs> like accusatorily. A few of my notes are just bad lines from the movie. Hit me with some. The next note that I took was uh-huh. when they're walking again because this is like Lord of the Rings. They're, just, they're walking. There is a lot of walking in this movie. She's walking and she's like, too slow, old balls. Is that a line for something else? No, she just says that in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does. No, actually, she says that right then. She's getting her shit together. Oh, after, yeah, that's right. <laughs> after she throws the tampon. She falls off the rock and lands on another rock. Oh, yeah. She fucking lands right on the rock. And I'm like, oh, shit. Did she break her back? That shit looked painful. And she really sells it. The actress, again, ordinarily, I don't praise women named Brittany, but uh, (laughs) she earns the praise. She does a hell of a job in this movie, and she totally sells landing on that rock. I'm going to tell people that at work when they're not working fast enough. I'm too slow, old balls. (laughs) 
<laughs> so she runs over to where the campfire was, starts packing all her shit together, and the zombie's coming for her, and then she realizes she forgot oh, shit. the fucking vodka. And she looks at it, and the zombie's coming, and she runs. She's like, I'm going for it. Mama needs her medicine. She snatches up that bottle of vodka and takes off. Too slow, old balls. Too slow, old balls. My next note is actually, is this Lord of the Rings? Why are we still walking? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she said it was 36 miles or whatever it was to the airfield. Yeah, and then she keeps walking until she finds like a house, right? Well, before we get to that point, during all the walking, there's this shot. And this is one of the things that annoyed the living (laughs) fuck out of me. There's this shot of like a drop of blood falling and landing on the cracked desert floor, right? I assume it's from her van. I think we're meant to assume that, whatever. (laughs) And then it splashes, and the shot looks so shitty. It looks like they took a still shot of the desert floor and then superimposed, MS Paint style, (laughs) a stationary blood droplet over it, and then did a CGI droplet falling and splashing, and it just dissolves into nothing while the blood droplet that's already on the sand stays totally fixed. It looked like such fucking garbage. And the rest of this movie actually actually looks really good like this movie is a pretty good looking movie (laughs) and that one shot just looked like such shit and i remember the shot you're talking about i remember the exact thing just dragged me right out of the movie i was like what the actual fuck was that i just i had to mention it because it annoyed me so bad yeah because everything else is pretty okay in the movie there's not a lot of cgi flying at your face there's i mean they use some in that opening shot but it's done well that opening crane shot over vegas obviously that's done pretty well it's a pretty good looking shot and then the rest doesn't really demand any cgi no, not they really. use practical effects it looks good which really, I th- this is this is a good idea for a low budget zombie movie just having this kind of stuff and i watched a little bit of the extra features on the blu-ray i don't know if you got a chance to look at I some of those not yet but uh the filmmakers actually mentioned that they weren't able to get permits for anything so they just shot illegally in the desert good. the entire thing was shot illegally permits are stupid especially for a movie like this they're not even in the way they're in the fucking desert the scene near the end when they finally get into the suburbs they said they got that whole block set up to shoot and then the cops showed up (laughs) and we're like what the fuck are you doing nothing and then they were like just shoot just do it just do it i'll talk to him and they shot the scene while they were talking to the cops that's awesome while the director was over here talking to the cops they had he had him shoot the scene over there that's fucking cool i like that I respect that shit. Some guerrilla filmmaking shit. Incidentally, this is from the creators. uh, I believe it's the writer and director team uh, who did the movie Grave Encounters, which have you seen Grave Encounters? I have not. I have not gotten around to that one. That, uh, much like this, really good low-budget movie that only had a few things wrong with it. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but with the exception of the very final scene, like the final shot of the movie, and the final shot of Grave Encounters is really bad. But aside from that, it's a damn good movie. I haven't seen Grave Encounters 2 yet, although I've heard it's good. But yeah, Grave Encounters 1, if you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. And if it's not on Netflix, it should be on Hulu or Amazon Prime. It might be on all of them for all If I you want to pay $8, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. I just Googled it. It's not on fucking it's, it's anything. It's not on the other stuff no. anymore? Well, that's where I saw it. I saw it on Netflix. And good movie. Really good movie. Uh, I would put the quality level on the same level as this, which is to say not perfect, but damn good. For minimal budget stuff, it's pretty good. Now we're 
part. This is the part of the movie that's actually kind of scary to me because there's a scorpion in it. Oh, so okay. So she get yeah, she gets to the house and then she kind of has a nice night's sleep and then she wakes up and hears something. And that always kind of baffled me. How does she have the good night's that sleep in the house? That bugged the shit out of me. I'm like, how did he wait until morning to find her? Is he? But just- here's, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I was thinking about it and admittedly, I'm probably giving them too much credit for this one. <laughs> but if she closed and locked the front door, it's reasonable to assume that while he might have smelled her in there, he would have had trouble getting in because he's clearly not dexterous or very able to uh, figure out how mechanisms work. He doesn't understand doors. He doesn't understand how to open things or move things. He doesn't get the idea that just because something's on the other side of something, you have to figure out a way around it or over (laughs) it or through it rather than just walking straight into it. You know, he's not terribly intelligent. Well, he's a zombie. Right. Exactly. No, that's perfectly in keeping. But what they should have done is inserted a shot where you saw her barricade the door or something to indicate that she had reason to believe that she was at least somewhat safe, safe enough to fall asleep in this place anyway. Well, yeah, because like even a person could come home at some point. Admittedly, it didn't look like anybody was coming home to this place. (laughs) No, but you know, you could always have the looters. This was some salt and sea level shit. (laughs) Well, I just assume that the apocalypse is full of terrible people. Yeah, that's true. As proves out in this movie with the first people she meets. Yeah, so she wakes up and the zombie's in there and then she's sneaking around the house and then she hides in the bathtub. She's trying not to scream, even though the zombie can probably smell her and he's standing right over the tub and she's like, oh shit. But then a scorpion crawls up her stomach and up her chest. This is the reason I can accept that scene because he doesn't understand the concept of this wall not being the same as a curtain. Like if he sees a curtain, as far as he knows, it's the exact same thing as a wall. Like he looks at it. He doesn't see there being other things on the side of it. He's just like, well, that's not what I'm looking for. So he looks over here, you know. If he can see you through a window or something, then you're fucked. But if he can't actually see you, then you're probably okay. At least I feel that that is in keeping with the rules that have been established thus far in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. But you'd think he'd like keep walking into it or something. Yeah, there's definitely reason to think that. It's one of those things I can let go. But if it took you out a little bit, I can understand that. What took me out more, though, is when the zombie walks away. And so she grabs the scorpion, throws it down to the other end of the bathtub and then stomps it i'm like how the fuck did the zombie not hear that shit i know i thought that too i'm like well where is he now like what he was right there because she's wearing these like these like high-heeled combat boots that are very sexy by the way very not uh not tromping across the desert material yeah Yeah, her feet must have been killing her by the end of this walk tactical is what i was the (laughs) word i was looking for (laughs) they're not tactical but guess what we're back to more walking and talking. Good I talk. was kind of bored at this point. So my next note is I almost want to fast forward to see if anything actually happens. Because <laughs> it's really her. She hasn't quite started burying her soul to the zombie. She's just okay. like, hey, fuck you back there, you piece of shit. Fucking stupid dickhead. This is probably the scene where she gives him the name, right? Oh, yeah. Nope. Yep. She's back to walking and talking and throwing stuff at the zombie. And then and then I said, don't name him. It'll be harder to get rid of him later. And then she fucking <laughs> names him. She names him small dick smalls for short 
and I was waiting for you're killing me, Smalls. So was I. That was all I could think when she when she said Smalls. All I could think was you're killing me, Smalls. We got the fucking Jurassic Park line in there. Go get it, stupid. I don't know what happens in between this and this, but he made her drop her coke for some reason. Oh, she, like she she wants to do some coke and then she kind of stops. Yeah, she, she yeah she she slows down and stops. She's been doing coke this entire time, and she's actually extolling the virtues of coke at this moment. Oh, yeah. she's like, coke is good. I'm I'm glad I don't, I don't have. Any I don't food. even need to eat. <laughs> I don't even need to eat. I'll bet you I can walk all night. And then she sniffs a little coke off her coke nail, and and she pauses to do it, and that's when Smalls gains the ground he needed. <laughs> she spills the coke all over the floor. <laughs> And she's like, what the fuck? As cokeheads are wont to do when their coke spills all over the floor. Clearly she or, needs more. Excuse me, the floor of the desert, I should say. Yeah, I guess if it was on like a marble floor, it'd be easier to get to. Yeah, then you could just be like, <laughs> hoover it up with your schnozola. Hoover in the schneef. Hoover the schneef. <laughs> uh sandstorm because this is the mummy now i gotta say i liked the way they did it i thought it was well done but she really should have covered her head with something maybe stuck it in one of her bags or wrapped her coat around it the fact that she didn't cover her head just pisses me off yeah no i thought the same thing i'm like oh is she gonna just run right through it and leave that zombie in the fucking dust because she should but i'm like the zombie's been around for too long at this point he's been around for most of the movie now he's not going anywhere no he's clearly riding this thing out but she could at least do something but yeah she didn't cover her face at all yeah. That, yeah, that weirded me out, too. I did like the way when she woke up, and that was the thing. If she had woken up with her head covered by her jacket or her bag or something, I wouldn't have had any problem with it. But she woke up, and she's got the windblown sand perfectly piled up on her leg, which she has very nice legs, by the way. And the way it's piled up on her leg and her hip and everything is how it would look if she'd been lying there for some time in a sandstorm. But it's not on her head. <laughs> And that pissed me off. <laughs> she that wanna, just pissed me off. She didn't want to mess up her hair. <coughs> they just did her makeup. Her makeup looks like a woman who's been walking through the desert for yeah. three days at well, this point. They did. It, it's perfect. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she should have had either had sand on her head or had her head wrapped up in something. Preferably the wrapped up in something. Yeah, it would have made way more sense. That really fucking irritated. She's also not that smart, so. Yeah, I, yeah, you're not wrong. And she's high. Well, um, she's not anymore. Well, not anymore, I guess. Even though that did happen like right after she dropped her coke, yeah. didn't it? She got pissed off and then she took off and then the sandstorm. Oh, then she's like, oh yeah, oh shit, there it is. And then right after the sandstorm, she's crawling out of it and she finally got married. No, she's, got not, even, she's not even crawling yeah, yet. No, she just, just kind of sits up. I'm like, finally, other people. Something something fun's going to happen now. We get, we get people and she's trying to squeak her way <clears> to call for help, but she can't quite get it out. That's a really good scene because, yeah, her voice is like totally shredded up at that point. And I thought that was really good. But then she does manage to call for help and... It's a truck. There's a truck driving along the uh, nearby road. And they have fucking rednecks, don't they? Well, no, that's just the thing. They don't come off as red. They. I'll tell you how they came off, and this fits, again, perfectly into my whole metaphor of the story. You know who they seem like? They seem Frat boys. No, they seem like that guy who walks up to a woman in a bar and starts telling her everything she wants to hear about how important the women's rights movement is and how they're allies and all this stuff. And they're just telling her everything she wants. Oh, it's I can't believe you, sir. You're so lucky to survive. We're going to get you. We're going to help you. We're going to give you everything you need. We're going to be here for you. You don't have to worry about anything. I'll go get your bag. It's okay. We're going to watch out for you. These are r slash nice guys to a team. <laughs> like these guys are perfect examples. And 
they go out and they get her bag. And mm. while they're out getting her bag, she notices a photograph pinned to the underside of the uh, sun visor. Because they let her into the truck to use their air conditioning. And, and they stuff. gave her a yeah. bottle of water, which apparently they have several bottles of water in the back of the truck. They give her some water and they turn on the AC for her. And then she looks up at the sun visor and there's a black man and his black son. And neither of these men who rescued her are black, by the way. That needs to be emphasized. Which put into context that super douchey hat he was wearing. He's wearing a hat that says swag and in the photo the son is wearing the hat that says swag and uh, the way I see that fitting into the metaphor is these are the perfect r slash nice guys because they persecuted the black people they appropriated their culture and stole their style and now they're telling her everything she wants to hear so that they can get what they want out of her and then as soon as she calls them on it which she does she tries to get out of it when they come back to the car because now she realizes oh and she finds they're also convicts exactly she finds their prison rags in the back of the truck hidden under a blanket. When she tries to get out of it, they immediately (laughs) turn into these monsters who who rape her in one of the most horrifying scenes. Also, that one guy turned coat real quick. The one dude without the head is like, hold her down. And he's like, come on, man, let's just let her go. Let's just let her go. And then he holds her down, finally. And then the guy's going at it. And then he's like, then the dude who was like, no, let's go. I'm next. next." I'm like, wait, (laughs) what happened from there to there? He kind of seemed like he was not 100% on board with it. And then when he got on board with it boy he went full tilt boogie i feel like there was a couple shots missing <laughs> yeah that could have been and i bet you're asking yourself where's the zombie well it turns out the zombie is about 15 feet away and pulls itself up out from under the sand whence it was buried by the sandstorm and proceeds to rip this guy a new neck hole good and i could not have been happier nope the only thing that pissed me off was that the other guy got away yes which is weird because i thought for sure he was gonna like trip or so do something stupid but right i was very very frustrated by the fact that he got away scot-free and he does he he does he does, he does doesn't, not show up again doesn't come around he doesn't show up later in the movie yeah. and then get you know taken down or something like that nope he just got away scot-free yeah, that was a little weird but at least some shit fell off of the back of the truck when he sped away yeah bottles of water bottles and, of water, a, and uh, a raft and a raft like a blow-up raft that she i don't know how she fucking had the energy to blow that goddamn thing up maybe it was self-inflating i don't know and that's sort yeah. of the, that's sort of the moment when he's chewing up rapist guy and he's kind of sitting there. And he's, that scene is so perfect. He's just kind of laid across rapist guy's abdomen, pulling up a chunk of intestine and taking bites off it like it's a stick of beef jerky. And then he looks up at her and they sort of have this moment where he's like, you good? You good? <laughs> it's like a dog. He is just like a dog yeah. in that moment. That is yeah. what Topper does all the time. And then he just goes right back to yeah. eating his man, which, as uh, Tallahassee said. That was a super weird scene. That's one of those scenes that just affects you for some reason. I don't know what it did, but it caused well, there's my the, brain there's, to work. It sort of got two things going on. One, we're seeing the rapist get his comeuppance, which is satisfying on yeah. one level. And then we're seeing this connection develop, this bond develop between the two of them, which is satisfying on another level, I think. I think when you see someone in a harrowing situation coming to peace with the horror and no longer being terrorized, but rather overcoming it in a psychological way, I think there's something very satisfying about that. And and at this point, we have sort of come to empathize with her because throughout all that walking, we got a view into her mind and we see where she's coming from. And we're starting to see that she's a more complex character than we were initially led to believe. 
she's like a person. Yeah. That like sucks. Almost. Strippers aren't people. That's not well, fair. Well, this one is, believe it or oh, not. Oh, God. So, guess what comes next? I hate it when SJWs <laughs> try and take over my horror movies. I know. What the fuck? So, more walking and talking with the zombie, except this time, she has a raft. And she's pulling the raft full of bottled water and... My question is... Her bags and shit. Somewhere down the road, she has the rope tied to the raft, but then when does... She sees a tire. No, she's she... she it looks like... Yeah, get me there. I know where I'm going. I can't remember. <laughs> I need to try and say it without stuttering every single motherfucking word. She comes across what appears to be the remnants of like an old junkyard or something like that. And there's tires everywhere. And there's one particular tire, kind of light, kind of small, maybe like a former spare tire or maybe a motorcycle tire or something like that. And she looks back at the zombie and she looks at the tire and she gets an idea. You can see the switches flipping in her head. And then the next scene we see is Smalls walking with this tire kind of over his neck and shoulder and the boat is tied to the back of it and he's dragging it and you're like wow kudos to you for working smarter not harder more like how the fuck did she have enough time between him getting to her to tie the tire tight enough to where it can actually stay with the raft and how does she get everything done before the zombie ate her i don't really honestly all she would have to do is like i said she picked the lightest tire possible yeah you could see which one she picked all she would have to do is as she was walking scoop it up and then keep walking while she tied the thing around the tire secured it and then slowed down long enough to kind of throw it over smalls's head and it was just the right size where it could drop over one of his shoulders but not both of his shoulders so he had it over his neck and the one shoulder like you know some kind of weird crop top t-shirt from the (laughs) 1980s that a woman's trying to wear seductively to lure a bank executive into a three-way so that she can manipulate him i don't know i'm just spitballing here from 80s movies but kind of wearing it in that slanted over the shoulder way and then she just kept walking okay so next point i think it's plausible that makes sense so thank you for that but eventually she gets the idea that she's going to well at first i thought oh she's just gonna have him hanging out there and he she he still has the tire around it but now he's tied to a big fucking rock and i thought she was just gonna like sleep and then redo it but the thought that like how did how does she keep him away long enough to tie that because she's not moving she's not walking around with the whole rock so (laughs) all right that's fair so there's one how would i do it personally and keep in mind smalls and her are sort of developing a rapport at this point to where he's definitely after her but he's not as aggressive about it he's wearing down and i feel like if she wanted to she could have looped around behind smalls disconnected the rope from the raft that's obviously step one and then you know smalls is kind of twisting around and at that point if she kind of orbited him a little bit he'd sort of kind of spin himself around maybe fall down at which point she's got you know 45 seconds where she can get the thing tied up there and if small starts crawling at her or if he gets up and starts walking at her all she would have to do i think because one of his arms is kind of trapped she has very long legs and she's wearing those big high heels (laughs) she could kick one of those legs up and kind of hold him at bay keeping in mind he's not being quite as aggressive as he was earlier long enough to tie that off and then kind of skip out of range i'm not saying 
that's not slightly more implausible than the boat thing. It's like the three seashells. They're just going to let us figure out how it works. <laughs> I think it's more like they just didn't fucking care. Yeah, they were probably. just like, yeah, and then she ties him up to this rock, and, and now he's stuck there. The movie's half over. We're fucking... It's half? Fine. Oh, it's fucking three quarters at this point. Is She's it? got 2.5 miles to go. Oh, because then she tries to abandon him like every scene in every animal movie. Like, I don't want you anymore. Go. Go away. I don't need you. No, remember, <laughs> what she says is... She She's like, you'll be okay. You'll find one of your kind or something like that. You know, somebody will come along and find you. But nope. She's like, fine. And she's getting all torn up about it. And I don't know about you, but I was actually feeling really sorry for her. I was like, I get it. He's a monster, but... Yeah, I get it. At this point, I was like, just kill him so you can get to that fucking airfield. Jesus Christ. Something's bound to happen there. I was not the right audience for this movie today, clearly. But the story's (laughs) not over yet, folks. Nope, because she decides to keep leading this guy on. I'm sure she'd done that before. (laughs) Boom. But then she, now instead of telling him that he has a small penis and call him an asshole and stuff, she's going to bare her soul. She's going to fucking break down and talk about her son instead. Well, now let's let's keep in mind, when she's got the tire thing around him, at that point, they forge a bond and she takes the tire off him and he doesn't attack her. Well, yeah, because she's like, stay. And he listens. Just like my dog. Yeah. And then he goes after her again. Not really after her, after her, but he doesn't at this point he's more walking with her there's a lot of soul bearing that goes on i'm not sure exactly what the chronology on that was i need to watch it again maybe take some notes but i'm not going to do that i will watch it again but i'm not going to take notes (laughs) soul bearing happens we find out her whole conflict with the kid and how she thinks she wouldn't have made a good mother anyway and blah 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 it's probably true at this point we're starting to really understand where she's coming from and what drove her to the place she's at And then she forges her bond. Now they're friends of a sort. And they make it to the road that leads to the airstrip, which is just like a mile ahead. They're like a mile off. And suddenly on the horizon, here comes a bunch of military vehicles. Oh, shit. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, what she does is she's like, oh, shit. Uh, hide, hide. They're going to kill you. You double down on the Stockholm syndrome and hide the zombie. But then, of course, one truck stays behind. It's like, oh, shit. They said they saw something that we got to look. And then she tries to hide. But then eventually she pops up, doesn't she? Because they're getting too close. They're getting too close. And she doesn't want them to find Smalls. So she jumps out. And they're like, what the fuck were you doing? She's like. I was, I was going to the little girl's room. That's oh, yeah. all I was doing. What do, you, what do you think? Like, who knows? Ma'am, you have to come with us. And then she gives them some bullshit story about her husband being at the airfield. And, and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Just let her go. Which I got to say, I expected them to be a little creepier. And they weren't. That was a surprise to me. That was a twist I didn't see coming. Well, yeah, I, I thought something was going to go down. But yeah. That, I mean, that they did nice. dick out a little bit when Smalls appears. One of them was like, I'm guessing that's the husband. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? Fuck you. Just, just let's go. Let's fine. Let's get out of here. And then as they're getting out of there, the one fat guy <laughs> takes a shot and takes out Small's knee. So now Small's can't walk anymore. Oh, now it's sad. Now it's sad. And while I'm completely sympathetic to her at this point, as a detached third party, I can completely see where that military guy was coming from. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like why zombies. would you why would you sympathize with the zombie? Why? There's no reason to sympathize with the zombie. But he hasn't been through what we've been through at this point god damn it he doesn't know 
Philip Smalls like we do. Well, clearly she doesn't either because she's like, oh my God, your leg, it, it, you blah, whatever. And then he bites her finger. I think the yeah. idea is that it's more of a pain reaction. You know, I like, think so. I like know. wounded animals will bite you even when they don't mean to. Yep, Dooley's only bitten me once and it's because he had a hole in his butt. Like, like he had like a sore. Most animals have a hole in their butt. Like next to his butthole. <laughs> well, that sounds yeah. genuinely awful. And then he, he tried to bite me a bunch and I'm like, what there the fuck? What the fuck's going on? You never bite me. But then, you know, you see this big sore on his ass and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That would do yeah. it. I, I imagine think, it's kind of like that too. I yeah. think that was the premise. Being wounded, Smalls was just lashing out and he bit her finger and then she went full fucking badass and took her own finger off with a slightly, slightly sharpened rock. That that, that was fucked up. That, that was ooh, brutal. That kind of shit is terrifying. Wow. Like, is there, there's just a horror movie that for some reason you got to cut off a limb every time you fuck something up. That's my horror movie. It's called 127 Hours starring James Franco. No, nah, but he only had to cut off his arm once. Like, hey, have you seen it? That no, shit was no. fucking brutal. <laughs> but every dude. time like, oh, there's the guy going like, you got to do this thing. And if you don't do this thing right, then you have to fucking, you know, he'll call it make a sacrifice because that's what they do because they're creepy. It's like, okay, the first time you just cut off the tip of your ring finger and then you just keep on going up every time you fuck up until your whole arm's gone. I don't know how you know, that there, would even there, work. There was was a um I can't remember what the name of that practice was but there was a I don't know if it was like a social or a religious system but it was kind of like that and I think it was like the foundation of that thing that goes on in like Japanese samurai culture or wherever where they'll cut off a finger to pay a debt you know or something like that like in Aladdin when you steal shit you get your hand cut off something like that I I don't know I think it was an East Asian thing I saw a thing about it on Reddit today and I just glanced at it I didn't go in and read the article but I guess that it was an extremely brutal system it was really merciless but it was also one of the very first systems to ever stipulate innocence until proof of guilt interesting this has nothing to do with that no it doesn't okay. no it doesn't but it's we interesting started talking it's, about that that's and a I fun saw fact it the other day and, <laughs> and now the listeners know highly dubious information about it because i have not fact checked any of what i just said <laughs> Not a bit of it. So she ends up dragging his ass down the road in the raft for a little bit. Yes, she does. And at this point, she's bleeding like a motherfucker. She's duct taped up her hand where she chopped her finger off. Fucking gross, dude. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff messes with me that way more than most things. Shit. Yeah. But yeah, she, so yeah. she's dragging Smalls and then Smalls just kind of falls off the boat so it's time to give up we need to cut our losses here right yep so what does she do giant fucking rock smashes his head which i gotta say (laughs) i have a small objection to that scene in that and i hate to ruin this for anybody because it's a really good scene it's very emotional and she sells it except for one thing that she doesn't sell and that is the weight of the rock she has these tiny little twig arms and at no point do her arms tremble from the weight keep in mind she's been in the desert for days she hasn't eaten anything she's been living on coke and vodka and she lifts up this this rock is clearly minimum 50 to 70 pounds probably more this is a heavy looking rock this rock looks this rock makes my arms quiver just imagining lifting it up and her arms don't tremble or anything she just lifts this fucker up (laughs) so it's like all right look it's obviously a prop rock and i know she didn't literally lift this giant fucking rock but you gotta sell that shit you gotta sell that shit and i hate talking shit about her performance in any way because she so commits and sells this whole performance i think that's the reason it irritated me so much is because her performance is so good in every single other aspect during this movie that her lapse there is so glaring yeah i didn't even think about it but i would hope if Brittany allen is listening to this podcast as she does on a weekly basis Brittany, first off 
call me. You're really cute. And like, we could hook up, you know, like whatever, you know, like just, you know, can be a casual thing. doesn't have to mean anything or it could, you know, like I'm, I'm open, I'm game. But the point is you did really well in this movie. Please don't take that as, uh, as me shitting on your performance because I really think you did a great job in this movie. She's in a movie with one of but the, sell the fucking rock next time. <laughs> She's in a movie with an April O'Neil. Really? Which one? Uh, Paige Turco from two and three. Okay. So the one I don't care about. Yep. Anyways, Paige Turco's still hot, but I'm into the the one from the first one whose name I can never remember. I see. I never thought the one from the first one was hot, but I loved that first movie so much that she's my April O'Neil. She's hot now. Oh, like, is she? Yeah. Has she aged well? Yeah. Still redheaded, got the freckles yeah. and stuff. I'm like, yep, that's my April. Oh, O'Neil. speaking of which, you know what? I saw this redhead today. I only know she was a redhead because of her skin tone and her eye color. She had like jet black dyed hair nice but she had like the serious redhead freckles and she had these super blue eyes and i was like fuck that is a gorgeous conversation or combination (laughs) fuck me combination yes thank you for pointing out what i should have gotten like the first time no it was such a fucking good looking combination i know i like my ginger chicks but i also like my goth chicks and you put them together it's kind of you know i like the most about that black hair with the ginger thing you know she's still got red pubes and i like red pubes unless she has no pubes i'm fine with either one of those she could go fucking 70s bush or clean as a whistle wouldn't bother me be like paul rudd in uh forgetting sarah marshall i wonder if her carpet matches my pubes Uh, I love that movie so much. I love Paul Rudd. I mean, that's a good movie, but Paul Rudd is something special. He really is. All right, she makes it to the fucking airfield. She makes it to the airfield. After murdering her boyfriend, her zombie her, boyfriend. Her zombie dog. Why is there not a zombie movie called My Zombie Boyfriend? You know what there probably is. There's My Boyfriend's Back from the 1980s. You remember that one? But that's not a zombie movie. Yes, is it, it is. He's a zombie. Oh, is he? Yeah. No, then I don't remember that. I know the song. Yeah, I can't remember who played it. It was a guy who I'd seen in other things, but yeah, he maybe it was from the 90s like early 90s it would have been early 90s we're talking about other movies now she makes it to the airfield once again (laughs) and she's getting shot at by this dude who is like if the first boyfriend was a douche this guy's clearly the alpha douche yeah this guy looks like salt bay only whiter (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it took me a few seconds to connect the dots i managed to mostly avoid salt bay but once I got it, I was like, God damn, that is the perfect description. Salt uh, Bay only white. Oh, kind of. Kind of. Nope, you're not wrong. <laughs> he figures out who she is, and he fucking stops shooting at her, but then they they talk. and he's... <laughs> Then he has the most coke-fueled conversation <laughs> with her you've ever heard. But what does he say with his gun? Like, I got all the firepower. Oh, yeah, shit. something like that. Like, I got all the firepower, and I'm armed like, up to the teeth. I'm going to go in. I'm going to make that motherfucker mine, and then oh, I'm going right, to be that's a right. That's right, because they're going to the island, and he's talking about taking it over. Oh, God. This guy. And then we get Dylan Playfair's Leonard tiny, tiny, but... tiny cameo in this movie he needs to get to this level he starts on that level he, just he needs to calm yelling. it the fuck down is when he's his first line is what <laughs> i have that same welding helmet really yeah it's a good look i know i wish i was as pretty as him yeah i think we all probably wish we were as pretty as him he might be dumb as a stump but he is a he is not a bad looking fella i'll bet he crushes a lot of puss yeah i wish we got him more i wish i don't know i wish he was walking with the zombie i don't know about that but i would <laughs> definitely like to see his b plot no you know what riley and jonesy both of them riley walking with that zombie the zombie apocalypse <laughs> that's what we need we need that's a riley the letter kenny halloween special yes. 
We need Riley and Jonesy surviving the zombie apocalypse. And then Shorzy comes up and he's a zombie, but he can still say, give your balls a tug tip. <laughs> when they finally kill him, they get to go, give your balls a tug. And then they blow his head off or smash his face with a hockey stick or something. Any of those would work. How many planes did they go through or some shit? Oh, no, they, it was the same plane, but they just couldn't get it to work yeah, for some kept, reason. He said every time that we start the engine, it blows a gasket. Yeah, but they finally get it to work. And we think everybody's going to Mexico. You think a zombie, like a horde of zombies is going to come and fuck it all up and we're going to get a good action scene. But what happens is it's like all those scenes from all those movies that you've ever seen about somebody maybe leaving on a train or a bus or something and the bus pulls away. And the person is still sitting on and the we bench. we pan over to her still standing there. This is where we're going to come back again to my theory. I See, I think at this point, because she made peace with the demon, because it had given her the strength to overcome the r slash nice guys, she was <laughs> able to recognize these guys for what they were, which is just alpha douches who would be more of the same for her. And she was able to recognize, you know what? I don't want this for my life. I don't want to do this. So she goes and she makes the right decision. I'm quote, the quote right unquote decision. right decision decision to go find her kid you know what i joke but it's the right decision no it is it is, it is. i talk a lot of shit but ultimately she does make the right decision she decides to go find her kid and you know this is where we <laughs> that story about them shooting in that neighborhood made me happy oh oh you know but we're we're forgetting a little bit of a plot point uh, one of the guys got infected at the airfield and they had to yes. lock one of the four al- of them. one of the alpha yeah. douches homeboys got infected infected four of the other guys and they had to lock them all up in this series of tunneled locked off rooms. so she's she's trying to take this cool looking convertible but there's no keys of course which is no a keys. sweet ass ride yeah, it's pretty way. cool so she has to go into the room looks like joe dirt's hemi <laughs> she has to go into the room and now one of the zombies is dead when she gets in there one of them so this bothers me so she has a wrench big fucking like pipe wrench mm-hmm. the zombie comes she beats the shit out of it with this fucking wrench like it's nothing she doesn't care at this point she's beating the hell out of him and he dies and then she's sneaking around and then the other one shows up and she screams freaks out drops the wrench like she didn't just beat the hell out of a zombie i'm very confused by no this. i i was very disappointed by that too i feel like there needed to be something to make her drop the wrench other than fear because at this point she should be beyond that she's a badass she just killed yeah, one she, without thinking and that dude was so much bigger yeah. than the other zombie what the fuck I'm, that dude was yeah. fucking huge and she beat the living fuck out of him and it was a thing of beauty then she turns into a fucking schoolgirl on this other zombie again the way she kills that zombie is cool no but it like is. it should awesome, sh- they should they should have got her there in a different yeah way. that's where i feel like the writer kind of let her down on yeah. that one because they should have written a more convincing scenario for her dropping that pipe wrench rather than her just having a <laughs> reaction yeah, so to the zombie. maybe we're missing something maybe we both missed we're the giving, exact same thing. we're giving them too much credit <laughs> no no, but, they just slopped through that one scene. Yeah, I, no. And then, okay, then the zombie climbs on top of her, and she manages to grab this cordless drill gun and use a masonry bit to drill right into his head, which, which again, was cool. it was very cool looking, but zombie survival pro tip, the zombie infection is clearly carried in the blood and bodily fluids. So if you're drilling into a zombie's head, don't open your mouth and scream <laughs> when it's right above you as you drill into it, because then you're going to get all kinds of nasty shit in your mouth. You don't want that. That's going to lead to infection. You're going to turn on your kid. Next but thing you know, your kid's getting his guts ripped out by his mother. Is it, though? Or does it have to? Is it like HIV where it has to be through an open wound of some kind? Well, 
I guess that depends. I mean, they didn't establish in this movie that it can transfer another way, so it's possible that it does have to be through. I mean, because if it, if it's a Ramiro movie, then you can just get a scratch from a zombie and then yeah. Turn. But you're right; they never deal with scratches in yeah. this movie. Scratches never transform anybody, so it's possible that the rules they're playing by are different from the zombie survival guide according to Hoyle zombie <laughs> rules. I have both of those books, and I still haven't read them yet. Good books. I have read both of them, and they are good books. Very well done. You know what? I could be wrong on that yeah, one. If you're kinda... in this particular zombie apocalypse, it is possible that you could survive that from getting it in your mouth, I guess. But it's never tackled, so we just kind of got to assume that it's okay. <laughs> or after the end of the movie, you know, it's not going to matter anyways, probably. Well, let's face it. That final scene, which we haven't gotten to yet, but based on that final scene, she's not walking away from this thing. <laughs> no, but she, she gets the keys. Yay. She does. Small victories, I guess. Now, she makes it to her sister's house, but before she gets gets there she goes through this fucking neighborhood it actually looks pretty scary like some shit went down a lot of people have burned to death i think this was just like they used the same dummy for Pro- both yeah probably shots. most likely because you see that one that's in the car and the car is not really burnt but the body is they probably got a dummy that they could pose in different ways that had the burn to death uh they, they probably had like one dummy that they put all the makeup on and yeah because she goes to the house but it looks good it does it's a really good looking effect and they did a good job with it she goes to the house to find it's her brother in law and her sister right yeah they're both dead but the sister had set herself on fire i believe it was the sister and she left a note in blood on the window that says had to do it got bit i love you not disturbing at all that's why i like the last like 20 minutes or so that's the movie that i wanted to see yeah and she finds her son and he's alive he's not under the fucking bed like he said he was that lying asshole shit damn kids but you know hey what can you do kids are lying sacks of shit sometimes yeah but that's okay you love them anyway you think it's over it's fine everything's good except is it she's helping her kid put his shoes on and then the door starts fucking rattling and there are a hundred goddamn <laughs> zombies at that door and she's got a shovel yeah a shovel that's right and she's like whatever happens stay behind me and then here come the zombies and then the end yeah she's not mungo from fucking undead she's not gonna... <laughs> you know what that Good was mungo. that was a callback guys look at me if you listened to that episode <laughs> last year <laughs> Let's face it, you did. I know you well, did. Well, I mean, last year, Undead was, uh, it filled the spot that... Uh, that this one that is filling. It Stains the Sands yeah. Red is filling this year. Yeah, so now the movie's over. There's no post-credits. There's nothing, you know, no stingers that are, are exciting. I do like the way movies end like that, kind of, though. Automaton Transfusion has a similar thing going on. I have to see that movie at some point. You should. You keep, a lot of people hate it. it a lot of people hate it, and it is kind of douchey. Like, the characters are annoying, but I like it. It's I can cool. get I can get past annoying characters if it's it's fun. It's that's, a 75 minute zombie action scene. That sounds pretty good to me. That's I like a good fast paced yeah. monster movie, be it zombie or whatever. 75 minutes is like the perfect length for a good fast paced monster movie. Zombies don't scare me anymore. They're not very scary. It's such an unrealistic thing and slasher movies are freaky because that could maybe some some can happen. I, I can see a Michael Myers-esque character yeah. murdering a bunch of people. I could really see a scream character. Yeah. And granted those are better movies than this. But yeah, Automaton Transfusion the guys who made it said we wanted our whole movie to be like the first 15 minutes of the dawn of the dead remake they did that and i'm like if i ever made a zombie movie that's exactly speaking of which i just watched the dawn of the dead remake with my son uh, a few weeks ago he hadn't seen it before i was like oh trust me you'll like this one and he did if you want a good horror remake there you go did you know james gunn wrote that yeah yeah, i I did not know that when his name came up i was like oh 
well, that fucking explains it. Because <laughs> Zack Snyder can't write for shit, but, he, no. but when he gets teamed up with a good writer, that's when he shines. There's a few horror remakes that are actually pretty good. That one, Evil Dead's really good. Yes. The Friday the 13th movie, I think, gets a lot of shit, but no, I think No, I think good. the Friday the 13th remake was solid. Texas I, Chainsaw Massacre one was pretty good. The Jessica Biel one. The Jessica Biel yeah. one, yes. The Jessica Biel one was solid. You know, I actually also enjoyed the Alexander Daddario, the Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, did you? Okay. I, I enjoyed I that. that I don't think it's as good as the Jessica Biel one, but... I don't think a lot of people like that one either. <laughs> I enjoyed the shit out of it. But at the same time, I like Texas Chainsaw 2 just as much as I love Texas Chainsaw 1. So, you know, I mean, I love that franchise up and down, even with its missteps. If you can't make a good movie, make a wacky one. That's kind of... And that's, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. It makes some great wacky horror movies. Yeah, but the Friday the 13th movie was pretty good. However, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake... <laughs> Never saw it. Was goddamn unwatchable. I, I got 12 minutes into it. All I could think was, this is so bad, <laughs> I can't continue. You know and that, I turned you, it off. You know what that means? That one's got to go on the list. Ugh, it was terrible. The other movie that that happened to me with was the Cabin Fever remake. Oh, fuck that noise, which is also going on the list, by the way, because that Ugh. has to. That has to. And I know I never watched it. Don't want to. It's so goddamn boring. Like, what is the point of remaking a movie that at that point was like 15 years old with the exact same script as the one that they made in 2001? No, it's not the exact same script, though. That's the thing. It's the exact same script, except with all the funny taken out yeah yeah that it's like hey weird you know this movie that's famous for being gory and funny what if we just took all the funniness out what if all the jokes and all the humor and all the lightheartedness didn't exist oh what a treasure that would be what you do is watch cabin fever 2 which isn't good is that basically the same premise no it's not good but it's fucking insane it takes everything that happened in the first one and just no that i could get yeah. behind taking the first one and ratcheting it up a oh, few notches so yeah i could get behind that i can enjoy stupid i don't have a problem with stupid if it's fun but this wasn't fun <laughs> no i made it yeah. 30 minutes into the movie and nothing had <laughs> fucking happened i was just being introduced to these characters who are totally as unlikable as they were in the original movie but the original movie at least it was fun and silly and you were looking forward to them getting you know destroyed however they ended up getting destroyed <laughs> in this one you're looking forward to it but it gives you no indication that it's going to be fun when you get there yeah like without humor that movie's nothing no and i don't think eli roth is particularly good at writing either he's got the what's his butt thing going on Zack snyder yeah yeah, he's a good director. No, he, but he's not. He puts a, he can put some good images together. But yeah, he's not a strong writer. Even though I do love he got, Hostel, he got lucky with Cabin Fever because it was fun. That's what made Cabin Fever work. Is it was a fun time, and you got to see the kid from Full uh, Full House, Boy Meets World, Boy Meets World in a horror movie, which was kind of stupid fun. Which he also made a movie called Borderland, which he plays a completely different character, so it was a little weird. But yeah, it was one of those After Dark movies. But it was those were the, very hit and miss. It was one of the Why? Ones. And I remember liking that one. Dance of the Dead was really good. Wait, that's not an After Dark movie. That is a no, Ghost Dance, House movie. Yeah. We had this we conversation talked about before. This. Yeah. That's and right. There's, there's an a Ghost House one. Show. And then there's a Masters of Horror, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. You actually got me thinking about going back to the uh, the opening trailers on the Blu-ray for this movie. Did you watch any of the trailers? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the trailer for Stakeland 2? Yeah. Have you seen Stakeland 1? No, and I want to. I just never... Stakeland yeah. is a really great vampire movie. And 
I fucking hate vampire movies at this point in my life. Uh, yeah. And Stakeland was the shit. Stakeland was cool as hell. Fun, exciting, really well done. It's a serious vampire movie, but it's also extremely fun. I don't know how to... We need to do it at some point. It's a really good movie, a really underseen movie. I mean, I think the horror community really embraced it, but outside of the horror community, most people I don't think are even aware of it, which is a crime because it's a good one. God damn it. It used to be on Netflix and now it's not. Yeah. I own it. I bought it from Hastings when they were going out oh, of business. Oh, fuck yeah. God damn. I got a lot of movies from Hastings when they were going out of business. We got, bring that up a lot. Little, it always makes me sad. I got a good little collection out of that. Speaking of which, <laughs> Thanks Killing's coming up. Oh yeah. Fuck. I got that. Good. That's on Tubi, so I'll be able to do something with that. Come on, come on, motherfucker. <laughs> that, is that really in there? Yes. Oh, yes. Like last year we did Poultrygeist and now thanks. Ooh, Jesus. I yeah, still but, haven't recovered from Poultrygeist. Poultrygeist is kind of I've wild. listened to the podcast a couple of times and every time I'm just like, I just gag a little bit. It's not really one. Just I, listening to me and you talk <laughs> about it, I, I get a little sick. All right. So what are your final thoughts on what the fuck movie did we just do? It, it stains, stains the sands the red. Sands red. <laughs> I think this is a movie that more people need to see. Horror fans specifically. I wouldn't bother with this movie with anybody who's not a horror fan just because this is the type of movie that I think it was made by horror fans. I think it was made for horror fans. I think there's a level of imperfection that's allowed within horror fandom and this movie is not a perfect movie. It's not like The Exorcist or you know certain horror movies that you can say no this is the kind of movie that general audiences are going to go in for. This is the kind of thing anybody could sit down and watch this movie and get what's going on and really get into it. No. This isn't that kind of movie. This is a movie that horror fans, I think, will get a lot out of. It'll take you in a new direction. It'll show you things you haven't seen to death a hundred thousand times. And I think that's what every horror fan is really looking for. It's what I'm looking for as a horror fan. I love seeing an original take on some stuff I am familiar with. Like, if you're going to do a zombie movie, you need to show me things I haven't seen before. You need to do it in ways I haven't seen before. Because it's been done to death, and quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Because <laughs> most of the time, if you're doing a zombie movie, someone else already did the same thing better but in this case not so in this case this is a genuinely unique take on the horror genre or on the zombie subgenre i guess you would call it and i think anybody who loves horror is gonna probably walk into this and have a really good time and walk out a fan of a new movie so yeah if you're a horror fan get in on this one i agree actually i was not on board because i was super bored for like a lot of it <laughs> For, for the first 20 minutes, I'm like, is anything going to happen? That's a good warning to the person watching it. Don't think that you're in for a gore fest, a bloodbath, a crazy, intense action zombie movie. Because it's not that at all. Like I said, it's a, what did I call it? An indie drama with a zombie in it. And I, I'm all for the slow burn, too. Just in a different way. I, I like my slow burn ghost stories or my psychological horror. Speaking of which, the, I saw a trailer for The Lighthouse. Fuck. That Another one? Awesome. I don't know if it was a different one or if it was the same one just on the big screen, but a friend of mine took me to see It Chapter 2 the oh, other okay. night, and they had a trailer for The Lighthouse before it, and I was just like, motherfucker, this looks awesome. I can't wait to see it. It does look and really it, good. And it looks super slow burn. It look, I mean, it's from the oh, yeah, director. It's, it's gonna. It's yeah. from the director of The Witch, so. Which The Witch was fucking great. Yes. So. But yeah, no, I like this movie. It was cool. It, it was cool. And I may actually watch it again one day. I don't know. It, it might happen. I bought it. I think you made the right yeah. choice. So I would actually, I would recommend it. Just remember that, you know, think Lord of the Rings. <laughs> only less than half as long. Don't think Lord of the Rings. That is completely <laughs> don't do the that. wrong image. Don't do that. Jesus. But no, it, it takes a minute to get going. But once it does, it's real good. 
I think you'll be glad you bought the ticket and took the ride. Yes. So does that do it for our first week of Halloween this year? Hell yeah, it does. Next week, we're going to come back with VHS, our anthology movie for the year. I'm excited. I haven't watched this in years. I have never seen it, so hopefully. I haven't watched it since before VHS 2 came out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I love Halloween, man. But you know what? When Halloween is over, once the new year swings around again. You ready for some lighthearted fare? Fuck that noise. We're going to do a lot of weird horror movies. Because <laughs> I, I, I keep on seeing all these movies. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to wait a whole year to talk about these. So there's a lot more horror shit coming your way at some point. <laughs> even for Christmas. Even for Christmas. But, you know, happy October. Go watch some scary shit. It's going to be awesome. This is my favorite part of Halloween when I can even get the kids and the and the woman to watch some slightly scary things with me. I'm totally rewatching last year's Halloween again. I'll get there. I will. I'll definitely I end enjoyed, up watching I that. enjoyed the shit out of that. I can't wait to watch it with my son. Yes. So again, we'll be back next week with some VHS, some more scary shit. I'm very excited. But until then, stay jawsome.